The Jack of All Nerds is recorded by a live studio audience. Making your way in the world today. It's electroshock therapy time. <laughs> Wakanda forever and never to part. Wakanda forever, it's true. You puny rangers, make my monster grow! Whoa, Rita's a man? Welcome back to more cooking with Bane. Grilling is your ally. Now's not the time to sear. That comes later. You've been listening to the G Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show. Welcome to the Jack of All Nerds, coming to you from NerdBot Studios in Alhambra, California. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me, as always, Mr. Derek Murray. Well, hello, everyone. And the chairman of the board, everybody, Ron Swallow. Hello. Hello. Is that better? Yeah. Is wow. that more weird? Like, I feel like we need to have a Muppet animation every time you... Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> this shit. That's funny, because that's exactly what I'm doing. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, you guys can't see it, but he he does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's actually he is a puppet. That's yeah, yeah. There's like two people underneath him. <laughs> We're real tight with uh, with Jim <laughs> yeah. and his people. Uh, tonight on the show, guys, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about. Uh, theme songs, t- mainly from sitcoms. A couple, like, I don't know, a month or so ago, maybe, we did an episode where we did the uh, theme songs from our favorite, like, kid shows from, like, the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And we, we promised that we'd be back with TV sitcoms, and we're doing it. That's it's right. It's happening today. Yep. So you're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, Brian Hodge says, what did I just walk into? It must have been the Muppet thing, I'm guessing. I'm not really sure. Uh, Artemis says, uh, what's up, all? What's going on, Artemis? And someone else said something, but the chat (laughs) moved past. Hey, gentlemen. Q says, hey, gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, Brian, you should absolutely know that the show never starts the same. It always gets weird. Always. Absolutely. Which is good. Yes. Who wants some normal-ass boring show? Um, before we get into sponsors, though, guys, I just want to quickly mention, if you are a fan of this show and you haven't been over to our YouTube channel, do it. Not right now, but later. Yes. Go over there. Just search Jack of All Nerds Show. We have a lot of cool content up there. New stuff. In fact, there's a new episode of Cinema Saga going on, on that's out now, and we discuss and review the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yep. trilogy. All three. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. 1990, what, 91 and 93, Mm -hmm. I think, is their respective dates. So you're going to want to check that out. There's a new episode of Snubbed Up. And uh, if you're a a supporter on our Patreon, you got early access to the latest episode of Midnight Society, and that is my recap review show of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wait, what's the third episode? What's the third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. We call it Turtles in Time. Well, I don't, but Derek Uh, does. I I do. It's the unofficial title. Okay. Have you have you not seen it? I only remember Secret of the Ooze. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely a movie after that. Huh. Yeah. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. Different uh, different puppet company. Yep. Different puppet company. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go look that yeah. up. Yeah. It's, but but it is the return. It, of... it has generally hated the yeah that oh, okay. movie by yeah. by most. Yeah. We, we a didn't... little a little unwarranted, but yeah. I, I can see why people don't like it. Yes. Absolutely. But it's also people that I feel like hold secret of the ooze in much higher regard than they should. Uh, because upon a rewatch, guys, there's there's a lot about. Look, I'm That's, not gonna give it all away. Great. All right. Just. Go check out Cinema Saga. We discuss each film in depth, uh, and then we rank them all three uh, as a trilogy and how they stand up. So. Although I will say that it does have a character that, I, I mean, a, an actor in it that I thought should have been in more stuff, and that's Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, yeah. In the uh, second one. Uh, and, yeah, in yeah. the second one. Kino, baby. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, do that at another time, but not right now. Right now, we got to talk about sponsors, everybody. People who allow us to be here in the studio. First up, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. 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 (laughs) Wow. Wow. I just wanted wanted to add some pizzazz. What a lovely singing voice you must have. (laughs) Oh, Zooey. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. No, nothing. Just Roadhouse. the one. Just the one. <laughs> just, just the one. That's fine. I look. Start yeah, hard. I just wanted to. Soft. Just That's... wanted to add something. Don't leave me hanging. All right. Uh, <laughs> they have nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, uh, sports on big TV screens, and beer. I right, know you take the middle. Take- no, I, I have no idea what's happening. I, I am. I went, I, lo- I went low. He went high. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm honestly just as confused as our as our viewers right now. I am. They're not confused. They know. No, what they're happened. absolutely confused. They know that at the Roadhouse there is beer. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, wow. for more information, visit facebook.com forward slash e Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, so, so, guys, <laughs> be sure to check out the. I almost skipped to the third one. Uh, the Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. Enjoy a fabulous four course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. For more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if you're purchasing tickets for the Claremont, California, or Jacksonville, Florida location, use the promo code CRIME to get a 10% discount. And also, guys, be sure to check out Four Color Fantasies comic book shop located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. It's the IE's best comic shop. They have all your comic and collectible needs. If they don't have it, they can get it for you. And uh, if you don't want to go to the store, they can also ship it to you. Like, they're like Amazon, but smaller. <laughs> but like, way, way, way smaller. Yeah. And they have a Hulk. <laughs> it's, he's not wrong. Yeah. They, they do. They, they, they do. Yeah. And he That's, greets you at the door. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. They also it's have lovely. a Silver Surfer, but that doesn't reference the movie. So, <laughs> uh, Anyway, for more information, visit uh, fourcolorfantasies.com or facebook.com forward slash 4CF Rancho. And both of those are with the number four, not with it spelled out. There you go, guys. That is sponsors. And uh, let me take it to the chat really quick. Uh, Jason Lane says, hello. And Brian Hodge says, um, yeah. Roadhouse. <laughs> see, you're confused. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Oh, wow. I don't even. That's a long name. Mar- Marco? It's O-U-X at the end. Is that still O? Is that still pronounced O? Uh, probably. Let me know. Let me know mm-hmm. the phonetic spell. Like, how's, how is it pronounced? Uh, Marco Martina Cassandra Barro says hello. Hello. 
That was one person, by the way. Not, oh, okay. Wasn't, not, not multiple people. Yeah, it wasn't multiple people. We're just lumping them all together as one. Okay. Yes. All right. And then Exhale said he prefers the 10-finger discount. Yeah, boom, boom. Bang, um, you're going to get caught if you're stealing with both of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> just grab it and run. Grab That's it right. and run. That's right. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's get on to our Netflix Netflix of the week, everybody. And if you are not familiar with this segment, what we all do is we watch something on Netflix that we have not seen before. Mm -hmm. And then we give you a quick little summation and a review in case you want to check it out for yourself. First oh. up this week, I believe, is alphabetically. Hey, yes. Uh, start with so the bees. Start with the bees. Bilber. Uh, Bilber, Paper Tiger. Um, this is, so Bill Burr is one of my favorite comedians. Um, I just, he, I, I've liked 95% of the millions of specials he's got on Netflix. Uh, he is, he is definitely one of those comics that is consistent with his Netflix releases. I, yeah. I want to say maybe he does at least one every year, year and a half or so. It's, it's pretty consistent. They pretty much all land on Netflix. I will be honest. I, his, uh, not the last one, but the one before that. I thought was probably one of his strongest outings. The one that's all in black and white. Oh yeah, um, yeah. that that one is just that that one is probably one of my favorites so far. The one that came out just in between that and this, uh, it it was okay. It, it wasn't his strongest stuff. It actually kind of felt rushed. Mm -hmm. um, this one is a complete return to form uh, of Bill Burr. And I look, I. I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to uh, because I am so tired of it. So. As we talked about last time, I wasn't going to get into all the Dave Chappelle uh, critics. Right. Uh, so, and there were a lot of them. But, were, but, but he is now. But I am now. I'm going to do that. Because uh, I think it's important. Uh, so there were a lot of people who came out and were offended by Dave Chappelle. Everybody had a think piece about how they thought about Dave Chappelle's special. Uh, and Okay, fine. Whatever. Wherever you fall is where you fall. But then Bill Burr comes out and basically doubles down on, on how you should be offended about things. And no one says a word. There has not been a single person that has cried out to cancel Bill Burr after this special. And I look, I had someone that I was talking about it recently, and they were like, oh, it's because Bill Burr's a comics comic, and he's not as famous as Dave Chappelle, which is fine, but 70% of my friends are fucking comics. And all of them had something to say about Dave Chappelle. So if this is really true, if he really is a comics comic, then all of them should have gone absolutely apeshit at Bill Burr's special. Because they, look, my, my standing on this is... is cancel Bill Burr. It's yes, cancel Bill Burr. That's, that's where I'm at. Cancel <laughs> Bill... Fuck that guy. Uh, no, so look, my, my standing on this is this. I, look, if you are offended by one of them, then you need to have the decency to be offended by all of them. That's, <laughs> um, that, I that, mean, that's no, that's where I land. Look, you okay. don't get to, you can't, you can't just pick and choose which one you are because both comedians operate on the same line. They've always done that. They've oh. always, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, if both you want to argue that he went after women pretty hard, you can argue that. He absolutely did. But I, he also didn't go after anybody in uh, the LGBTQ community so, and, at all. And Ron, that in lies my point. Because yeah. now you are choosing to say the LGBT community has more clout than women. No, no, you what are, I'm saying is that they are louder. Like, and and they have they get more opinionated about so then, it. I'm so not offended then, by any of these guys, by the so way. So then, just so we're clear. So uh, then, for the record, Excel says he is offended by Derek right now. Perfect. Uh, so then, that leads into the other point, which basically feeds into the entire premise of Dave Chappelle's joke about the LGBTQ community. 
because he straight up said, you can say whatever you want. You just can't upset the alphabet people. So he goes and does jokes about it. And then Bill Burr comes out swinging, just basically minimizes sexual assault, makes fun of everybody's favorite Michelle Obama, like just obliterates everything that you should be offended by. And everyone's like, yeah, this, yeah, fuck women. Like, it's, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? So it just basically proves that Dave Chappelle was right. Uh, Bill Burr's special is fantastic. Um, that's really what I meant to say. Uh, but, no, it's, it's great. I, the special is great. I was just very, I was offended that more people weren't offended by it because of how offended people were by Dave Chappelle's special. So that's, weird, that's all I'm saying. It's a weird emotional place to be. It is. It is. A, Look, it put me in a fucking weird headspace, okay? I understand. I do. I 100% understand where you're coming from. Me and my girlfriend were literally talking about that, about this, the, the whole, that whole situation as well. And it's just like, yeah, he went in hard on a couple of things. And yeah. there were some serious generalizations in there. If you were arguing that like generalizations are bad comedy, let's say, for instance, or not as funny or as offensive. Let's say it's as offensive. If you're arguing that generalizations are offensive, Bill Burr pretty much generalized almost everything he said in there for like a, a pretty good portion of his, of, his, of his set. Absolutely. And he did do some great personal stuff. And I think also he gets a little bit of a, a pass because he also does make fun of himself mm-hmm. a, a good portion of that. And I don't know if Dave Chappelle makes fun of himself almost there, at there all. There is a little bit. And I, I'll say this too. Uh, Maybe not in that particular special, but he has. He has past. before. I think there is a little bit of a, a separation far, as far as uh, delivery and style. Like they're, uh, they're definitely not the same. I, uh, I have to read this out loud. Yes. <laughs> I, it's very funny. Exhale <laughs> says... Uh, now I'm offended that Derek is offended at everyone who's offended, and I find this whole <laughs> offense offensive. I, mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, it's pretty much perfect. Uh, it's, it sums it up beautifully. Uh, no, so look, I uh, to me, this is one of Bill Burr's stronger outings. Um, yeah. It was very funny. There were absolutely some wonderful laugh-out-loud moments, uh, and I, I've watched it. One and a half times now. I, I started it again, and I, just, I haven't finished it again. But it, it's great. It's honestly great. Um, and he made me laugh at things that, even for me, I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. Um, <laughs> but it's good. It's, it's really good. If you, if you are a fan of Bill Burr, I would highly recommend to watch it. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I concur with the distinguished gentleman from the state of outrage. Um, <laughs> I found it, I've watched it twice now, and I found it very funny. And, and I found both him and Dave Chappelle's specials were both hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I just anyone who gets outraged at comedy is just silly. It's comedy. It's a, the only thing that offends me is when a joke is a bad joke when it's yeah, not uh, funny. Same, like same. That's, yeah, like it's they're they're meant to make you laugh. They're not trying to attack you personally. Calm the fuck down. Well, yes. me and me and um, you know Ed Greer, my buddy, we're talking about a little bit about this mm-hmm. and talking about like, you know, like I think one of the big things that that with guys like Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle. They don't get as much cushion because they're also they're they're guys who seem to come across as telling the truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or at least what they believe the truth is. Mm-hmm. Right. So when they say something in their specials, it sounds it sounds like it's something that they actually believe. Like it's right? not like it's not a stage persona. It's not a it's yeah. Like Anthony Jeselnik, opinion. we all know that he's going to say offensive shit, yeah, and right. we expect it. And so when he says offensive things, you don't go, oh well, that's what Anthony Jeselnik believes. Mm-hmm. Those are just great jokes that he wrote. Yeah, and and it, there has to be some nuance though, because absolutely no one is always telling the truth in every single joke. You cannot do it. Yeah, and I, it's, I think, it's impossible. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think people forget that 
somebody like Bill Burr, who who is a great comedian, Bill Burr is not on edge 24-7. Like, yes, he's got things that he wants to point out that he makes fun of because he is an observationalist comedian at heart. He is. That that when you when you really break it down what he's doing, he makes observations about the world and then applies a general premise to everything, and it usually Pushes a line, and one of the things that I think Bill Burr does better than almost any comic I've ever seen is he purposefully digs himself into a hole and then finds a way to bring himself out of it with humor. But there is no way that you can watch somebody like Bill Burr and think that that guy is like that every second of every day. Like, no, he'd be fucking unbearable. Like, there is no human being that would ever want to be with a guy that yells at everything all the yeah. time. So, like, and he actually he does address that in and this he does, special, and he absolutely does it, and he addresses that he's got a temper, but it's it. He wouldn't have a wife. Do you understand? Like, he would not have children. Like, this is not something that he would be able to have. What is it? What is the line that he says? Of, like, other than uh, the only thing she's got on me is me as a person. Yeah, that's so <laughs> other fucking than that, good. Everything else is great. That's so good. <laughs> and the part that when the guy interrupts him was so fucking funny. Because yeah. <laughs> it had nothing to do with what he oh, was it's saying. So good. It's that was so, so good. Great. Um, but yeah, and he addresses some of the same things. He addresses the yeah. cancel culture. He addresses the miscommunication of things. And um, but yeah, I, I I think you you always have to take it where yes, they might be a truth teller, but even in being a truth teller, they are still it's still an act. They're still performing. They are they are comedians. Yeah, and they are performing. Some there's there might be some truth to it. It might be some of their actual catharsis. But really, that's not who they are all the time. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite comedians is a, a semi-unknown lady named. She's not unknown. She's on. She writes for Conan. Name's uh, Lori Kilmartin. But she does a bunch of jokes about how much she hates her kid, but she fucking loves her kid. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it, it, we don't take her seriously because we know that she actually loves her kids, but we know that kids can also drive you crazy, and then you laugh at the jokes. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, yeah, I I see where you're coming from. Yep. Right. But anyways, uh, four out of five. Yeah. Yes. Terrific. Agreed. <laughs> Next up, I think I think it's yours, Ron. I think yep. I'm last this week. The Flash, uh, the newest season, whatever season it is, I don't even remember exactly. It's uh, I hold I on. I, I want to say season. Six. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yep. Exactly. It's it's the um, one where uh, he goes to the island and he's it's the, been there it's the, the whole one time where he's facing the... off against the speedster, isn't it? Well, weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, they finally didn't do that this season. Oh, good. Uh, they have a guy who uh, this this thing you know before was the metahumans getting it from that big burst of thing and he's just dealing with uh, either speedsters or metahumans mm -hmm. all through this. Well, this time uh, they punch this satellite that's going to crash into the ground, brought back from the uh, the thinker who's the bad guy in the previous um, season. Mm -hmm. And uh, also that was a fun season, by the way. Like uh, again, another finally they're doing something different than uh, uh, another guy where Barry has to get faster. <laughs> Uh, this time, he's got to come up with a different way to beat this guy or whatever. So they stop this satellite from crashing into the Earth and destroying it, basically. And uh, by doing that, though, his daughter from the future helps him do that, and it changes some things. Um, because, of course, anytime you time travel, you change some shit. Yep. Um, and so people get these powers from different um, dark matter... Uh, tools. So instead of them getting powers, they now have these tools where they can control things with those tools. So like one guy has a knife, this one lady's phone got like so that she could control people and stuff. So uh, it's been more fun that way. But I will say, and I guess this is probably a problem with CW all the time, mm -hmm. is that all of the, the like 
all of the emotional moments that you could have in there that could be well-written, that you could really, really feel, um, are so heavy-fisted. It's like it's like trying to punch you in the face with feelings. Ron, we call that the CW stench. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's a bummer because the rest of the show's so good. They've got a formula, and it's yeah. Dawson's Creek with other elements added yeah, that's, on. It's yeah. supernatural Dawson's Creek. That's, yeah. what, well, that's what all of these shows end up being. I mean, I yeah, absolutely. And I love, I actually like Supernatural even better. Supernatural, I've loved Supernatural almost all of the season. There have been a few bad ones. But Flash is like, I, that's my favorite of the shows i think um just because they sometimes keep it light and Mm -hmm. and have some good jokes in there and i like cisco and um the guy oh i forget the guy the actor's name but he's the he's playing a different character like every season now yeah oh yes and he's really fun um and this season he's he's sherlock Wells, he he yeah. does he does a, feel so Wells. A, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. I so do he's feel a detective. Like he has the most fun on the show. Yeah, and he's like my, my favorite part of the the thing. So he's a detective that he's like faking him out uh, because he goes to different dimensions and catches this uh, cicada guy, and it's always the same guy, but this time it's not the same guy because mm-hmm. his daughter came from the future, mm-hmm. and there's all these you know cool things that could be awesome between uh, the father and the. Uh, daughter and the mother, mother and the daughter, and uh, it's not as awesome as it could be because of that. Um, but other than that, I, I've been enjoying the show. Yeah, I haven't finished the a, whole season yet. I do always feel like these shows, especially now, they, they do kind of blend into one. Uh, and I know we've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, we're like, I think you and I are just kind of on burnout. So we'll, yeah. I, I watch it whenever my girlfriend does. And I, then I, I the just, crossover events are pretty much it. Just exclusively watch the crossover yeah, events that's, now. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I will say, as, as bad as the Flash can be, sometimes it has been the only one that one not only had the strongest start, but had the start that was the strongest for the long, like yeah. the longest yeah. amount of time that any of these shows have been good before it just got stamped with yeah, the major CW think, stamp. Well, that's exactly what happened. Is like at, at first people were like, "Hey, just make this good show. It's probably not going to last." And then because they had permission to make a good show, it was good the the first season to. Two seasons, and then it became Arrow, and, and then it became yeah. Arrow. Yeah. yeah, and they 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 <laughs> they stopped. They used they found that formula that works for them, and uh, it's annoying. Yeah, and it, it does the Arrow thing where literally every character that exists has powers of some kind. There's no normal humans on the show anymore. Uh, everyone's a goddamn speedster. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> at some point, you're just like I'm over all of this. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the love interest? What's her name? Uh, fuck. Um, uh, I, Iris. Iris. Uh, they're, yeah. ma- they're married now. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I thought I saw like a, a screenshot of her in a costume as well. Yeah. yeah, she got, they switched for a little bit oh, and Jesus. she got uh, speedster powers for a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's Arrow. That is literally Arrow with a flash skin. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with like when they do like random switch ups and stuff. It's got to be fun for the actors to get to try something different, even though it's not like. You're just wearing a costume. It's not like you're actually running fast or anything. But you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. just to just to wear the costume and do something different. I think it's got to be fun for the actors. As a viewer, yes, it can get a little stale. But yeah. uh, what were so? What are you giving this, Ron? Um, I'll give it a three. <laughs> Three, three out of five. Yeah, Hexel. give it a three out of five. Hexel says, great. We cancel everything these days except CW shows. <laughs> yep, that is true. Supernatural, after 15 <laughs> seasons, is finally getting canceled. Yeah, so they say. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next. Next up is uh, Point Blank. So if you ever thought that you wanted to see Falcon and Crossbones team up in a movie... Yeah, this 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 is not the movie. Oh, <laughs> um, bummer. So this, 
I watching the trailer for this. I think it's even produced by Frank Grillo. I think he's one of the producers on it. Uh, I was excited for it. Like the trailer made it look really intense and interesting. It's and it's not bad, but it's not great. Um, basically, it's your your typical crime action thriller. Light on the action, light on the thrills. Um, so a Netflix thriller. Heavy on the crime though. There's lots of crime. Um, <laughs> so basically. Uh, but the, the way the movie kicks off, like Frank Grillo is being chased down by some guys. Uh, he almost gets away, and then he gets, he's, he's been shot, and he gets hit by a car. And so he winds up in the hospital. Anthony Mackie is a nurse at that hospital. Um, while he goes to check on his, this patient, uh, he gets accosted in the room. There's someone in there who is uh, Frank Grillo's brother. And he's, like, stealing his clothing, and then he gets in a scuffle with Anthony Mackie, and he takes his name badge. And then when Anthony goes home... This dude shows up at his house and knocks him out, kidnaps his pregnant wife, and tells him that he's going to help break his brother out of that uh, out of the the hospital, and uh, otherwise he'll kill his wife. And so basically that's wow. what happens. They he goes along with that, and then there's this whole like conspiracy with like corrupt cops, and it's supposed to be like the world against them. It's like a buddy cop film, but without the the buddiness of the <laughs> humor, you know, it. without anything you like. There's, there's a lot of pieces in place that just don't come together with this i feel is the problem like it has a really anticlimactic ending um there's some okay action in places but it's just it's not this this did nothing new for the genre uh and i've seen it done better in other places unfortunately i think uh frank grillo and anthony mackie are they're fine it's just they're not really given much to work with here uh unfortunately um that's a bummer yeah, I the the trailer had me way more excited than how yeah, I felt the at the end of itself. it. In fact, one of the most likable characters for me was Frank Grillo's brother. I don't even know who this actor is, but the he brought like a realness to the character mm. so that when when his story arc ends or whatever, I was like I felt something. And then and then even then I kind of called how the ending was going to be relating to that character and yeah, they didn't do anything to astonish me. So, yeah, it's just uh look, if you're looking for something just to to watch because they're in it, mm-hmm. I guess. But they've definitely done better stuff. Uh, that they, I think, what was that one that I reviewed? Uh, I think it was a Frank Grillo movie, the one where he was the driver. It might be called Driver, but I don't think that's it. It's called uh, Wheelman. 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 Yes. There you go. Ex- Wheelman, Excel asked, "Did you guys see Wheelman?" Yeah, Wheelman. I, I reviewed that on here. Wheelman is a much better Frank Grillo movie. Uh, if that's what you're looking for, that that like style of of film. So, uh, I'm gonna give this a 2.5 out of five. It's just like I said, it's just average for me. All right. So they didn't do All anything right. terrible, but they didn't do anything great either. Yeah, they didn't wow you. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Going to the <laughs> Jason Lane says, I thought I thought this was a sequel to Point Break, but with Keanu having amnesia, <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have been a better movie. It sounds like it should be. I'm already interested in the premise. And for a second, I thought it was gross point blank, <laughs> <laughs> which I really, I, really love. When, when you put it, when you said this is what you were going to do, I was like, have you not seen gross point blank? I yeah. was so confused. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. And I was like, but that's, that's like cool. one of my favorite will, John Cusack movies. I was going to be like, I'd love to talk about that. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, no, that that also is a much better movie. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys, that was uh, our Netflix Netflix of the week. It is time for some current events. First up, I I think is the uh, Borderlands. It's Borderlands Three. Borderlands Three. So, uh, I'm not I'm not doing like a full on review of it. I did this game came out on Friday. I picked it up. 
Uh, I had it pre-ordered. I don't know why I said it like I picked it up. But I, I had every intention of playing this game. I've played it a little bit throughout the weekend. And just these are just my early thoughts on whether if you're into Borderlands, if you want to check it out or not. Um, essentially, if you liked Borderlands 2, you will probably like this one. It's, it's, a, it's a weird area because the game's actually been getting pretty poor reviews because people have been bitching that it's too much like the second one. Hmm. But like when games deviate from the format, I feel like people bitch that they're different. So I don't know what you want here. I personally feel like they have innovated enough to make it stand out from the second one. Um, it, it's definitely more the same. Like the character types are the same. The characters you interact with are the same. Like everyone's wacky. They're crazy. You know, there's a good, great sense of humor in the game. Um, the what they've done differently is that the weapons now, um, a lot of the weapons have multiple functions to them. So originally, like they have like elemental damage types, and each gun, if you had it, would have one elemental damage type. And so if you ran into a, a boss that needed this particular type and you didn't have it equipped, you'd have to go and change it out. Now they have guns that have uh, where they switch, so they can switch their elemental type, or they have multiple firing options. So you might have an assault rifle that can switch to a shotgun. Um, with just the push of a button. And to me, that's, that's crazy, unique, and interesting. Um, the multiplayer functionality on this, it does this nice scaling thing. I was telling Derek about this earlier. And to me, it's just mind-numbing how they accomplish this. So uh, I had a friend who played way more than I did, and he was level 20. And I was level 10, and I jumped into his game. At, and instead of like it putting me at his level to where everything is crazy, he's fighting guys that are at his level, and he's getting experience for those guys. I am fighting the same things on the screen that he's fighting, but for me, they're my level, dealing damage appropriate for my level, and giving me XP, XP for if they were my level. Which me, is just, where is the Oscar for incredible programming? Because that is just... Yeah, that sounds amazing. That is fucking incredible. Yeah, I have never seen a game that scales to your level uh, when you're playing multi. Like, that's... Yeah. That alone should have you be like, I want this game. Like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so, me personally, I'm a big fan of the Borderlands franchise. I, I think it's a lot of fun. And if you... If you like the previous installments, I think you should definitely check this out. They've also sprinkled in a few <laughs> nods to like the pre-sequel. Okay. There's like a there's a stage that's kind of in in a space environment where there's like the low gravity and stuff, so you get those wacky ass jumps and things like that. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun. I haven't obviously finished it, and I don't know what the end game content is, but they've they've sprinkled in a lot of stuff. Uh, now you actually get to travel from different planets. You're not just isolated on Pandora, which I think is also cool. Um, and yeah, there's definitely things that you find as you're playing through the initial levels that you know you're going to have to come back to later uh, to unlock stuff. So I, th I think there's a ton of game content here. And I think, I don't know, as far as loot shooters go, I think Borderlands just fucking knows how to do it. So I would say if you're a fan, check it out. And I mean, even if you're curious, I guess, if it's your first Borderlands experience, I, you know, give it a go. I think you might, might have a good time. Cool. Is this a first-person shooter type of thing? It is, yeah. yeah. It's uh, a first-person yeah. loot shooter. I yep. suck at those. <laughs> this, this one is pretty... Uh, Borderlands is pretty straightforward, man. It's, it's very, like... It's just a wacky game, and it's, it really is one of those games... It's not, it's not like a Halo, where, like, everything's all fucking dreary and serious, and, like, 
It, yeah. it, it's very much like, let's just run around and kill weird shit. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, that does sound fun. Yeah, it's, can, a, it's a lot of fun. And you can set it to easy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I will have to. <laughs> and I will still die a lot while I'm down easy. Jason Lane says, Borderlands 3, calling, calling in sick already. Fuck you, work. Uh, and then Tim Lira says, per player scaling is a World of Warcraft thing since the Legion expansion. Oh, okay. So, oh, nice. I mean, it's still a cool thing. Not having, I don't yeah. play a lot of like those type of MMOs and stuff like that. So for me to see this in this shooter, I was just yeah, like. Yeah, in a shooter, that's unheard of, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Borderlands 2 didn't do it that. It doesn't. So. I, I know for a fact it doesn't because I think we played together yeah. and you've had a much higher character than me and I had a bitch of a time trying to keep up with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So it, it does, it makes it fun. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on. Yes. Yes. So there was a there's a comic book that came out. Yeah. Um, smoke. That shows uh, basically oh like God. it's like it's a bit of backstory with like showing Snoke training An- uh, to Anakin. Jesus. Kylo. Yeah, Kylo. Close enough. Um, yeah. It's it's who he aspires to be. Um, so it shows him training, and there's there's some dialogue in this comic that has just made everyone uh, firmly believe that Palpatine is Snoke and Finkel is Einhorn. So <laughs> Finkel, Einhorn, Finkel, Finkel is Einhorn. Um, but the, the exact line, um, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but it was something about if I, uh, if, if I had your uncle as an apprentice, I would have taken over the galaxy a long time ago. Yeah. And so it's, Everyone's like, oh, mm. shit, that, that's, the, that's the emperor talking about when he was trying to get Luke. Mm. And so there's this belief that... That doesn't have to be that, though. There, there's this belief that uh, Palpatine might be uh, basically inhabiting Snoke as like a uh, like his sp- sp- spirit. For, for, his force his ghost. Force yeah. ghost. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's his, some precedence for that in books and or comics. has forced his way inside. Oh, God damn it, Mike. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> You knew, you knew it was coming. That was almost as bad as mine last week. Jesus. No, yours was better. Mm. Yours was better. <laughs> yeah. Those are both pretty bad, though. But you anyway. both should be ashamed. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's uh, it's an interesting take. Uh, yeah. I feel like we've, we've talked about this before, and I, whoever is behind the marketing for Star oh, Wars is genius. Is, is genius because yeah. this... May mean nothing. Yeah, but it, it does mean nothing. But people read this and they're like, "Oh shit!" And yeah. now we're talking about it yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. hundred percent, man. I, I remember. I remember when just the name. We didn't know anything. All we had was a minute teaser for The Force Awakens. Yeah. And we heard that his name was going to be Kylo Ren, and there were countless, countless videos of people literally taking that name and breaking it down syllable by syllable to figure out who he relates to yeah. in the Star Wars world, uh, which is just, which is crazy. But this is a perfect example of that where uh, we don't know what's going on and they just, they, they go for it and, and they make us talk about it until it comes out, which is great. <laughs> Tim's, Tim Lira says, if Abrams has a Palpatine Snoke ghost pottery scene, Oscar time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, gross. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, if if the, if it is in fact uh, Palpatine inside this host body, then the entire events of uh, the Last Jedi, I think, were completely orchestrated. Because the Emperor is someone who, aside from a slight oversight uh, in Return of the Jedi, has been ahead of the game. 
yeah. mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, he thinks steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And so when he gets iced by Kylo, I feel like that was all part of some bigger plan, if it is in fact him. Because yeah. the thing is about Snoke, like, I don't know him from nobody. I don't know if he was just an idiot, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that didn't see it coming. But if it was Palpatine in there, I think he intended everything to go down just as it did. Right. I don't know what the end game is, but um, I'm excited to see it. It's going to yeah. be interesting. I, yeah. uh, I mean, it's not, again, both of them are without presidents. I mean, uh, they also made clones. Uh, the Emperor made clones yeah. of himself in Ooh. some of the comics. And we talked about this last time yeah. uh, when we were talking about the, the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, where it, it is not, I know none of these are canon, but it is not out of the realm of who Emperor Palpatine is mm-hmm. to do any one of his hundreds of contingency plans that he yes. created prior to his death. Yeah. So I- any of them could be real. Like, yeah, I'm you pretty got excited hundreds about it. to choose from. So it's, it's, it's very plausible that th- there's a Palpa Snoke. That's and if that isn't his fucking name, Abrams, you are letting me down big time. <laughs> Palpa Snoke. You, you don't. You don't want Snoketeen. It, so, it sounds too much no, like I like Palpa Snoke it, way better. It sounds too much like Papa Smurf. <laughs> it does. It's so close. I just just the way that it rolls off the tongue just makes him sound like a puppet. It just makes him sound like a Jim Henson puppet. That's what Jason like, Lane. Oh man. Interesting fact, Palpatine and Snopes' mom, both named Martha. Yep. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. God. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, that's just so that more speculation that the internet has found based off of a, a comic book that was released, <laughs> uh, given some backstory. So, uh, what do you guys think? Let us know. Uh, do you think it's legit? Do you think it has any credence? Do you think it means nothing? Please, let us know in the comments. Uh, moving right along, uh, this bit of current event I didn't actually know about before I made all the graphics, so there's no headline for this. It's just Suicide Squad 2 mm. uh, released this image that has, I don't know, like everyone yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, so this cast is ginormous. You see a lot of uh, James Gunn favorites yeah. involved in this cast. Yeah, you sure do. Uh, however, there's one name that yeah. is noticeably missing, yeah. and they were a big part of what Huge. was good about I'm going to go ahead and movie. say they were close to the only part whoa, that was good about whoa, the movie. Whoa, whoa, No, that is, that is not true at all. Um, uh, if you say Jai Courtney is I a am going to say Jai Courtney. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Jai, so Suicide Squad is the movie that made me look at Jai Courtney and go, maybe he wasn't as bad as I thought in all his <laughs> other movies. And then I went back and rewatched his other movies, and I was like, "Fuck me, he's not—he's yeah. not terrible." Yeah, we we did it when we when we did our cinema saga for the the Die Hard franchise. Yeah. And after I had watched it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I just fucking hate this movie. It has nothing to do with Jai Courtney. Yeah. This movie is just fucking terrible." <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I'm so I'm very curious to see what what you know Gunn's gonna do with this whole thing. Um, I just, that's a lot of characters. Is he using all of the people from the Suicide Squad from like, like Ooh, all the comics? Shit. You know what I mean? Uh, hang on, guys. I got to take this back a step because Tim just dropped some shit that, I, it, that got me all excited. Uh, he said, so this is going back to the Star Wars thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like uh, that he too. He says, Ray is the end game. She's probably his granddaughter and she's the perfect genetic host. Mm, damn. That would, that would actually make a lot of sense for Dark Ray. It would make sense how she could go from dark to light in the same movie. 
uh, and, and then back to light again, maybe, that would set it up to where Kylo would have to face off against the Emperor. Yep. And Br- fuck me. Okay, we're done. Show's over, this guys. Is, uh, this I, is, I gotta go home and fucking write a think piece about this. We don't <laughs> even, that's, the, that's what's so great about the marketing. You're right, because we're talking about this shit, and it is so interesting. Palpatine is Ray. Ray is Palpatine. <laughs> Ray is a man. <laughs> Oh no, that worked perfect. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> well, I can see I can see white bombs everywhere having a heart attack. That Ray is a man. Um, and then uh, um, this is also going back to that real quick. Just uh, Jason Lane said, "Me before watching the Rise of Skywalker trailer, whatever. Me after hearing the Emperor's laugh. Oh shit, son. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. same thing with me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I actually really liked th- that. I liked the whole thing. They literally played off of the nostalgia. People, you know, yeah. got people excited. Yep. So. It's it's worked for every other film that they've done. <laughs> Exhale said, "So who fucked Palpatine then? Yuck." <laughs> well, it could have been in his younger days. We don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that he ever had younger days, but that's just me. No, that's yeah, a good I point. Think he looked he looked like an inoffensive, just older British man for a long time. <laughs> that's true. That is true. And he was in a position of power. That oh, guy yeah. got fucked left and right. Yeah, or raise right. a female clone. Just bringing in those interns, right and left. Yeah, yeah whatever, man. Whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. So anyway, wow. so getting back uh, to uh, yes, yes. Uh, so. exhale. Yes, I agree with you. I liked Jai in this too. It it really I I hated this movie. Uh, but obviously the Will which, Smith. Which character did Jai play again? Uh, he was Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Oh, okay. Yeah, being like it wasn't actually, his fault that they tried to steal from Deadpool. Yeah, dude, <laughs> no, him being actually Australian, which is his natural yep. accent, was like. I was like, dude, can you just fucking do Stop being American. Stop it. Like, you are, this is exactly who you need to be. Uh, but yeah, he was, he was not in the movie enough. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Will Smith being Will Smith, which was great. At first, when I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't want to see this. There's, and then I was like, give me, give me more of that Fresh Prince, baby. Yep. Just keep that shit up the whole movie. Yeah, he was uh, great. Because it was easily the best part. And then the rest of it could go fuck itself. So, but Nathan what, Fillion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, him and James Gunn have been chums ever since uh, Slither. Slither, yeah. That's great. I so, love Nathan Fillion, so I'm curious yeah. who they're going to have him play. A yeah. little, little worried about Pete Davidson, but that's just me. Just, just me on the list. Maybe they're going to have him play uh, the Riddler. I mean, if they do, uh, if they do like a callback to the thing where they do the real Suicide Squad, where mm-hmm. it's them going into uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham Asylum. Assault, yeah, assault, the on assault on Arkham, assault yeah. on Arkham, and freaking trying to kill the Riddler, and Pete Davidson plays the Riddler. I, I, I just don't, don't. I just don't like Pete Davidson. Period. I just it's yeah. that's anything, understandable. I, just, I think he'd be I just, fine. I just don't care for him. Um, but I mean, this. But his, yeah, what I, what I want to know, and and from you guys, it, what are your? Do you think that a cast of this is? Because there's some great names in this cast lineup. Yeah. Um, but it is so incredibly massive. Like, are you? Do you think it's going to help the movie, um, especially with James Gunn being writer director of this? Do you think that we're going to have a much better film, or do you think there's just too many people involved here? I because I, it can go either way. Yeah, uh, I, I think if anybody like can. Balance it though. I think James Gunn is a good is a good start. Yeah, I, mean, I think did. Guardians had a lot of characters. Yeah, in and it. Guardians two added more. Yeah, and I, they're both great films. Uh, and I, I think I think if you're gonna hand it off to someone to really improve on the the low bar that was set by Suicide Squad, I mean, yes, losing Will Smith I think is kind of a big deal. Um, and then it, it's surprising that he wouldn't want to come back knowing that there's some strong people attached to it. Yeah. Um, but I think even if he's missing, I, I do feel like James Gunn can bring out the best in a lot of these people in the format that this movie should be, where it's that balance of action and humor. 
um, which I think James Gunn has proven that he does very well. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I think the the humor element in the sequel is not going to feel nearly as forced uh, as it did in the first one, since that's what they're going to go for by bringing him on. So, so um, <laughs> Jason Lane says, I'll pay good money to see someone kill Pete Davidson on screen. <laughs> and then Tim followed it up with, maybe Davidson will be the, I don't believe she'll kill us head popper this movie. That would be great. <laughs> guess, all right. All right. Now I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yes, it depends on how, how quickly or not quickly he's introduced. Yeah, that, that is true. Look, okay. that was the problem with the first movie. Everyone had like six intros except for that guy. Yeah, and you were like, "Well, you're dead." <laughs> he just shows up. They don't even say his name, and then he just yeah, you dies like, like two scenes later. Yeah, yeah. What it was, was so obvious? What was his character? Was it Geronimo or something like that? No, it was no. They just made up a, another zip, character. Zipline. Zip, oh yeah, right. I don't even remember. I don't. Yeah. That's how little impact he had. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that, I mean, look, there's they, some there's some other good names on here. You got Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Somehow, I have no idea how the, that works. The doctor. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Taika Waititi. I, look, dude, Michael Rooker. I, I don't care yeah. what the fuck that guy is doing. If, if Taika's in it, I'm in. I, like, I, hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, I'm man. about to go be a suicide squad. you want to come? It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, if they keep it street level, then I'm not worried about uh, how good this is. <laughs> Which, what'd you say that again? I said I just I just want Korg in this movie now. I know. I want Korg and er- Korg and everyone. Yeah, Ziploc. I a hundred percent, a hundred percent want Korg in this movie. Slipknot was the actual name. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, Ziploc. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I like Ziploc better. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Jason Lane says, I'm calling it right now. I think the Jared Leto Joker makes an appearance in this film. Yeah, probably. I fucking hope not. Probably. I would yeah. rather the Joaquin Phoenix Joker make an appearance. <laughs> we in this haven't film. even seen how he does yet. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. But it's a hell of a list, man. It's, it is. They want to really impress me. They have the Heath Ledger Joker appear. <laughs> oh. Fucking hologram. Or just, go- just unused footage. Yeah, just from unused the dark night. I, it could work. It, I, it could work. Sold. Sold. <laughs> Do it. The, the problem is you can't pull a Grand Moff Tarkin on his performance. That's, <laughs> no, no, you cannot. You know what I mean? That's, that's the difficult thing. You could, you could make someone look that way, but I don't think they'd be able to capture that essence. So Yeah. Also, that was the, probably the dirtiest sounding way I could have said that. It anyway. Was. <laughs> it really was. So, all right. Well, let's, let's move on. All right. It is now time for the main... Unless you want to... Uh, that no, that news ended up being not very credible. Uh, right? Yeah, so I, it, I'll touch on it real quick if yeah, you want. Go ahead. So uh, there's a there's a news article going around uh, from uh, uh, we got this covered, which right out of the gate should stop you from sharing it on Facebook, guys. Uh, we got this covered is known for the rumor mill, uh, and they they got about a. 70-30 track record of, of being inaccurate. Uh, so they, they don't have a lot of reliable stuff. But one of the articles that is being shared by a number of people because they're just reading the headline is that Denzel is the front runner to play Magneto oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the new uh, yeah. X-Men whenever the fuck that happens. Yeah. Um, and I've heard from a couple different, and they all may be you know, citing back to that article, but I've seen yeah. a couple different articles with the speculation that there's, they're looking for black actors to play both Magneto and Charles Xavier yeah. in, in the MCU. Which I think I think that might be that might have more credence to it of them actually looking to cast black actors yeah. for that. Um, but the article from We Got This Covered specifically highlights the rumor mill of Denzel. And, and there's there's no validity to that yeah. whatsoever. And no. I've heard I've heard people making the arguments like, well Magneto can't be black because he's, you know, from a concentration camp and all that. And it's like guys 
the when the MCU takes place, Magneto cannot be from that, <laughs> no. that time. He'd be 115. Yeah, yeah he would be and, so and, fucking old. And on top of that, we all know that the X-Men was uh, uh, Professor X is supposed to be Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, Magneto is supposed to be uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm I mean, X, yeah, that's, absolutely. They, they're supposed to be allegories for yeah. them. And yeah, the whole 100%. thing is supposed to be, they knew they couldn't put... They couldn't put a lot of black people or talk about civil rights up yeah. front, yes. so they did it through so they did like it through you do through yeah. sci-fi always yep. does. One hundred percent, and so they did. You know, it's yeah. just like that's fine. Yep. Yeah. I look. I'm. I'm honestly. I. If we could use a change up, so what? Whatever you do, uh, I, I, it makes no difference to me. Like I. I don't care as long as somebody pulls in a, a solid performance. I mean, look what. Three, three of your X-Men are blue anyway, so like, what does it matter? <laughs> what yeah. does skin color fucking matter? Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, and I, th- my, only, my only hope is that while, yes, I, I'm can fine. We get, can we get common for Professor Xavier? If you really want to fuck with people... Make, make, Professor, make Professor X a bald black woman, and you will... Every incel's head will explode. <laughs> bald black woman. It'll be a fucking beautiful... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think, uh, <laughs> and use Martin and Malcolm, you motherfucker. Yo, Pat, Pat Allison said oh. Robert Downey Jr. is playing Black Magneto. Whatever. So, so <laughs> make this fucking movie right now. Put Star Wars on hold and so make this goddamn movie. Robert Downey Jr. is Kirk Lazarus as <laughs> Black Magneto. Oh my God, man. I get excited about my mutants, man. <laughs> What do you mean, you? What do you mean, you people? Oh my God! Yeah, now I just want to see that. That's how they. That's how they figured out to get Robert Downey Jr. back into the MCU. That's how they get him back into the MCU. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. This is genius. Oh, oh thank. Oh shit! Thank, thank you, Pat. I needed oh, that. That's that's fantastic. That. Jesus. Uh, what? So what I was gonna say is, I, I'm fine with them wanting to to change it up, and and now that they have the ability to actually. Uh, kind of be more in line with the actual allegory to to cast black yeah. actors. My hope is that they don't go with somebody like Denzel Washington for Magneto, and the reason being is now the movie will be all about Magneto, and I'm so yeah. fucking tired Agreed. of that storyline. Yeah, we've seen it. And so I, I've seen it a thousand times. I do not need a Magneto-centric X-Men story. Mm-hmm. I just don't. <laughs> so if you go with somebody like Denzel... The film automatically becomes about him. It has and I, to be. I, I don't want him to be the central character. I just don't. He can be the main antagonist. That's fine. But I, I need him to not be the antagonist with a heart of gold. Like, I, Look, and it I'm so like over fast, that story. Like the Fassbender story. It's right. done. Yeah. Dude, I'm so over it. It was yeah. fine. I'm and so let's not it. see it again. And look, it doesn't even. Look, we don't even need to. I, diversity is great. Like, fucking make them Hispanic actors. Call them the X Men. I don't care. <laughs> you son- What is what? wrong with you? <laughs> That's that's what you thought. You, you that's what you thought. I can't. I can't fucking can't with you, Mark. The next man, Jesus Christ. Scott Onyx said Denzel could be like Gambit. <laughs> Mon ami. The Mexman. I hate you so much for that. I can I can never unhear that now ever. Oh my god. Oh shit. Previously on Max Men. I just can't. Oh man. Uh, anyway, uh, I think we need to move on now. To I, I think topic. we do. <laughs> anyway. 
All right. Uh, also, send, send your complaints to Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah. I think or, it is or at, Chappelle. At Bill Burr, one. at Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Wow. So, uh, so a few shows back, we did, uh, we, we did a show about kids show theme songs, like cartoons and stuff like that. And we said that we were going to do another one on uh, sitcoms and, and you know what and and getting into this it wasn't even originally just going to be sitcoms it was just going to be like more adult style tv shows yeah but as i was delving into this there are so many great theme songs from both sitcoms and hour-long dramas that i just had to split it up so today we're doing sitcoms uh and we'll probably do like hour-long shows later on yeah because um, there there's some good ones there really are so here is uh here's the deal everybody um, we're gonna we're gonna play some 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 little sample clips of these songs and we'll talk about it. Um, and these aren't necessarily. I'm not saying they're like my favorite. Some of them are to be to be to be fair. Um, <laughs> if they have a black family, they're his favorite. Yes, <laughs> but um, I they're a lot of them are like the moment you hear them, you're gonna be like, I know what show that is. They're yeah. those kinds of songs. Okay. Um, I tried to leave out ones that were big songs. There's one in here that obviously flies in the face of that, seriously. But uh, <laughs> I do feel like it was the show that made the song popular, not the other way around. Um, but things like Married with Children, right. you know, that, that song was around and popular well before the show was ever around. So I didn't use stuff like that. But um, yeah, let's get into it. And if uh, let me know in the chat, guys, because um, last time we did this, the music was really loud mm -hmm. and you really couldn't hear us talking with it. So if the music comes out really loud again, please let me know so that I can adjust it down a little bit. Cool. Plus, the softer the music is, the easier it is to battle those copyrights. <laughs> so, um, all right. So here we go. And this I went back pretty far um, and okay. then I moved. I think the closest I came is like two thousands maybe okay if if that so All right. here we go let's let's take this trip down uh down memory lane right now derek's gonna love this one because he's only heard it like six oh, times today already also if you can't hear it at all let yeah let us know yeah i love this show you know, when i was a kid yeah i loved oh it when God. i was a kid too the, uh, this and uh what was it i think i love lucy played all the time yeah like back to back and it's i mean it's a catchy it's a catchy tune that tells you everything you need to know. That is true. About that, that the is show. True. There, it leaves no stone unturned when it comes to what the show is about. <laughs> it is very clear up top uh, that, you're, that you're in for it. Um, yeah, I, you know what's funny? I was, I was never into Gilligan. Yeah. I, I was just never into Gilligan's Island. It was just not a... Not, and, and maybe now as an adult, I can go back and appreciate some of the nuances Probably not. of the show. Probably not. I don't know. I, don't know I think I missed the boat. I, I mean, it's old. Was, I don't know that there was much nuance <laughs> to the show. It just never grabbed me. I, I just... I was, it was always one of those like, oh, this is on after the cartoons are over, so it's time to go outside. Like, that's how, <laughs> <laughs> that's how Gilligan's Island was for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, you, so you said you watched it, right, Ron? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. I, the, the show is very funny. I've, it's been one of those things that I've been thinking about, like, the, Hollywood keeps searching to reboot stuff, and I'm like, dear God, please, don't. Yeah, don't. Oh, we don't need a Gilligan's Island reboot. We do, we do not. Uh, absolutely not. Like, I think they tried with Lost, and it failed miserably. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this, this is definitely one of those shows, too. Like, I, I, I don't need you to do that at all. 
Yeah. Excel said he watched it just for Marianne, and Mar- I can't blame you. That's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. A lot of people were hot for Ginger. Me, I, I was more of a professor guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, Wait, uh, <laughs> Gilligan. Marianne. Yeah. The skipper. The skipper. <laughs> into, oh. that, into that skipper, huh? That yeah. whole costume. <laughs> like a man in uniform. What that's, right. that's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely Team Marianne. She was, yeah. she was great. I, probably just that girl next door thing, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Ginger always seemed too stuck up. I like red hair, though. She, so. she was a little stuck up. And, uh, and uh, Mrs. Howell was always too drunk. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> it says Denzel it's Washington is Gilligan. <laughs> Please do that. Oh, wow. I will watch that Gilligan Island. Oh, wow. All right. Next up. Work with me. Work with me, computer. Mm. Do it. Mm. Thank uh. you for being a friend. My girlfriend said she would have murdered me if I would, didn't include this one. <laughs> I, yeah, no, absolutely. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. It's got some soul to it. It really does. It, it really does. It's a good... That's a. That's just a good song. I, I feel like it just kind of like... Yeah, it's iconic, and every time you hear it, you're like, oh, I know this. Yeah, but. and it's saying thank you for being a friend, but it's got a groove that you could probably fuck to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also, while thinking of the Golden Girls. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure the Golden Girls did fuck to this song. I'm, for I'm sure. 100% sure that was something that happened. Absolutely. One of them, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Betty White, absolutely. <laughs> That's why she's lived so long. That's, that was the secret. <laughs> All right, this this next song, I completely forgot about this theme song. And when I fired it up, I'm pretty sure I liked the theme song more than I liked the show. Okay. Okay. All right. Like, I want it on my playlist now. I'm really excited now. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I can make yeah, that's pretty good. Down. And then the... Hey. The Hey, and I'm not even a big. I honestly did not care for the show that much. I, I didn't either. And I, and to be fair though, when the reruns of this were on, I was a wee lad and probably like didn't yeah. understand what was going on. Same with Gilligan's Island, but at least Gilligan's was just very simple plot, very silly. You know, same with Lucy with uh, yeah. the I Love Lucy. It was it was very simple and very slapstick comedy driven so you don't really need to be paying attention whereas i felt like happy days dealt with stuff that was a little more serious at yeah, times it did it and did. so it just yeah. didn't you know it's like you like the fonz because he's just like hey, hey. you know what i mean like it's very simple and stuff he, for a kid yeah. to follow he yeah, hits yeah. the jukebox and it turns on you know fuck it's yeah. pretty cool yeah. but no that's a that's a fun little tune it's uh it's it's one of those iconic ones too it just every time you hear it you just see the jukebox go and then yeah, uh, uh, T- Timothy Beckett says that show got better as I got older. Okay, makes sense. Uh, XL says I like the Fonz and Pat Morita. You mean Mr. Miyagi? God, God get your shit together! Wow. Uh, let's see. Jason Lynn says try to find the later episodes with Crispin Glover. I shit you not. Whoa, really? In- interesting. The, what's, there's funny. There's actually a lot of people that have been on that show that yeah. you don't even think about. You I know? believe it. You know, I it's, believe and it's it. crazy. When you think about the fact that like Ron Howard, super successful director now, was was Richie yeah. on that, and then before that he was uh, he was on uh, the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. Oh shit. Yep. He was Opie. Yep. That look, Ron Howard, just like we were talking about last week with like this Hollywood royalty. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's who he is. 
He started as a child and just never left. <laughs> uh, Timothy Beckett asks, wasn't Happy Days a spinoff? I don't know that it was. I know there was a bunch of shows that spun off from it, I thought. But it, uh, I, I don't, don't I, again, I'm no not having watched the show as, a, as, yeah. a, as an adult-formed brain, I don't know. <laughs> but that does show you the power of the song you just said, because we all know it's from Happy Days, and half of us barely watched it. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but that, I mean, maybe it's just the style of music, but that theme song kicks all kinds of ass. Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. So let's see. All right, here we go. Next up. Yeah. Anything that can allow me to dance like a white guy? Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it does make you just want to do the Charleston. Uh, just the, every single time. Just Yeah, every, every time. Yeah. Uh, so going just real quick, going back, uh, uh, Tim, Tim Lair says, yep, from Love American Style. So it was a spin-off oh, from that. And then uh, Brian Hodge says, Mork and Mindy was a spin-off of, of them. So, okay, wow. Yeah. Cool. I didn't realize. I didn't, I didn't realize all either. those shows were yep. connected. That's crazy. What a trip. Yep. It's like, it's uh, like the yes. MCU. Of- yes, Exhale, LNS, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> that's, that's also, that's one of those really just fucking, like you, every time you hear it, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. This, again, this is one of those things where like, I, I don't think, I don't think I have ever, I have never, I don't think I have ever actually watched this show once in my entire life. I, yeah. I, I watched it a couple seen, times when I was but a kid. I, but I know the song. I may have like, seen like an episode or two enough to know like people like Michael McKean and stuff were, okay. were on there, you know, but yeah, I couldn't, couldn't tell you a plot point of any of yeah. the episodes. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up this, I think this one might surprise some people. Hmm. Yeah, that's nice. But you can't dance like a white person to this. Oh, yeah, you can. I'm watching you right now, and yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you can, Mike. (laughs) Do it. It's right here. You got the lip bite. Right here, camera one. (laughs) Apparently, you have to eye-fuck the audience whenever you you hear that track. (laughs) Now, so did any of you ever watch Living Single? Nope. Uh, Queen no. Latifah, nope. bunch of no. uh, black actors. Nope, did not see it. A nope. lot. There's some. The Queen Latifah, I think, at one point said that uh, her show inspired Friends. Like, oh really? Yeah. I I don't know if she was I don't if she was being serious or just being arrogant, but uh, <laughs> it's probably a little of both. I, um, I remember the show. I I don't yeah. I don't think I watched a ton of it, but I do remember the show uh, yeah. in the nineties. I want to say it was when it was out. A lot of those shows, like so, a lot of like Living Single, Martin. Um, a lot of those shows, I just because I, as we all know, I was raised by a white family, so I I, I never really got to like connect with that. They were just I didn't watch UPN. Uh, so I didn't get to see a lot of these shows in the time that I was it, growing up. I watched Martin. It, I love Martin. Is it racist that you assumed that it's a UPN <laughs> show? I mean... <laughs> that's, yes. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but again, oh. a, a pretty, you know, nice, sweet... See, uh, my, my girlfriend tried to get me to put the theme song to Moesha on here, and I listened to it, and I was like, it's, it's, it's fine, but it's like it's cheating when you have Brandy as your star. That is true. So yeah, she yeah. just sings your yeah, intro. That is very true. That is very true. Um, okay, here we go. Next up. Yeah. This, oh, yeah. Is a, this is a great opening scene, right? This, I love so, this track. Mal- Malcolm in the Middle? Malcolm yep. in the Middle. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. 
Yeah, this is uh, that's that was a fun show, and that is yeah, definitely it is it is a really fun show. Uh, it's uh, it's it has some great performances from actors who were, you know, not not as big as they are now, but they were like definitely coming up. Yeah. Oh, um, like, I, yeah. No, Brian Cranston wasn't anybody at that yeah, time. Yeah, and he fucking kills it in that just show. Just an awkward TV dad who liked to parade around his underwear. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But, and, and now he's everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian Hodge is right around the... This is going back to talking about uh, Living Single, uh, right around the In Living Color era. And Brian, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, was, I was excluding, like, sketch shows. Otherwise, how you living? What? How you living? What? <laughs> in Living Color. It would have absolutely been on this list. Um, um, yeah, uh, but no, I, Malcolm in the Middle is a great show. Uh, and I, I actually feel like I never really watched the show when it was airing. And now when reruns come on, I actually find myself enjoying the show more. I, I wasn't a fan of the show when it first came out. Um, but over time, uh, it was, it was, is that because of all your kids? Yes. yes. It's because all of my kids. Now that I have imaginary children, uh, it's, I relate to the show so much. It was, for me, the show was very hit or miss. I found, I found parts of it funny. I'm sorry, but, but Excel said, uh, don't remember this song. I was raised by a crack family. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, so the show, you felt the show was hit or miss? Yeah, I, there was. There were moments. It, it, was, I, it was weird, like. It was kind of in the same sort of style as something like Married with Children, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And obviously not as vulgar. Yeah. But I don't know. Just the there were parts of it that were just so hyper, I guess. Yeah. No, that's true. That I wasn't that I didn't get into it. But that is true. And this I, I will say this though. Malcolm in the Middle has inspired a number of other shows that I think are currently running. So it inspired a lot of shows. Like fuck, even even shows I think like Blackish and Fresh Off the Boat, The Middle, yeah. uh, The Goldbergs, like all of those shows have a very similar vibe to Malcolm in the Middle. And I think a lot of that is attributed to that show in particular that kind of launched a lot of these other sitcoms that are very, very similar, like these family types. Um, I could see that. American Housewife, same thing. Like they all just kind of have that similar style. Um, where a lot of the situations are a bit more wacky than real life, but yeah, look, yeah. the show was popular enough that it allowed uh, its star to become Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, and uh, you and know. then disappear off the face of the planet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, it's kind of sad, but he doesn't remember doing the show at all. I know. Yeah, he was on Dancing with the Stars, and yeah. he talked a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. He had. He was a. Um, he didn't hear. He was in like an accident. Yeah, or he had some he? like uh, it was like some motorcycle accident or something like that, and it it gave him like a lot of amnesia from stuff that he has as a child. And so, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, so when he when he watches Malcolm in the Middle, he has no recollection of doing the show at all. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Isn't that up. fucking nuts? That's yeah. fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up. Well, he deserves it for doing Asian Cody Banks. This is a great song. This is a fuck song right here. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what it's saying. This is a fuck song. Even down to the opening, it looks like he should be having sex with all those women. <laughs> nice. I don't even remember. I, like, I remember the show, but I also don't. I have the Frankie Muniz uh, memory of Mr. Cooper. Like, I, yeah. I know it existed. I know I watched it, but I honestly couldn't tell you anything about it except that I think he was a teacher. Yeah, he was a coach. Sure. 
Sure. Is that what he was? Yeah. I, I have loved no that. idea. I loved that show. I, I just I remember this is going to be awful. But I remember, uh, again, raised by a white family. So I remember on TGIF, it was white family, white family, white family. white. Well, no. Okay. Family matters. Yeah. But they were basically they're, white they're, black they're, people. They're, look, they, they, were, they, were, they were a black Cosby. family written by white writers. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was very like white family, white family, white family. And then right around 10 o'clock, it was like, Bam. Hang on, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> like, it got real hood. And I was like, I'm staying up late to watch this. This is, <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, I, Ron, you mentioned the, the Cosbys. Uh, I, I almost, I did look up the Cosby theme, but then I was like, ah, ah, it's fine. Poor should, taste even should, for us. Should his reputation really sully the show and the theme song? Probably not, but it does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm with you. I don't remember watching, I don't remember a single episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper, but I know that I watched it, and I know that I enjoyed it as a kid, for sure. Uh, Tim Lira says, just an interlude fact, Alan Thicke was a prolific TV theme song writer who co- he co-wrote two of the biggest ones, which, oh. which were? Hmm? Yeah, which enlighten ones, us, sir. Us well, which uh, one's ex- Alan Thicke? Is he the, uh, he the, was the super da- Christian guy, he, too? He, he was the dad from Growing Pains, I want to say. I, yeah, I think yes. that is the super Christian guy. Is, he he well, made no, this. No, no, no. no, the the son on Growing Pains is the super Christian. That's guy. right, and he made the video with the banana. With that, the, no, yeah. that's um, fuck. What's his name? Uh, Kirk. Kirk. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Cameron. That's yeah, what I was that's thinking of. Good old Mr. Left Behind. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's, he was the that, son on Growing that Pains. That video is one of the most hilarious videos of yeah, all no, time. Yeah, no, it's pretty sad. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that he was mighty. <laughs> Jesus. I was giving him way too much credit for that ah, show. Uh, Tim Lira said, different strokes and the facts of life. Oh, check that shit out. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, all right, next. Uh, okay, so this, this next one, um, when I, because I, I watched the show a little bit when I was younger. Obviously, you know, I didn't know, really know what was going on. But um, when, I, when I rewatched the intro to the show, I was like, Jesus Christ, why is this opening song not in like an action montage from like Rocky Four, like that's how like inspiring it was. Yeah, I I don't know. It feels like somebody should be getting into shape to this theme song right now. So here we go. Oh yeah! Right. Wait, wait till it gets to the chorus, baby. Oh yeah! I can picture punching a wall with this. Toughen up my hands. Dude, right? this is so... Running down the street. Wow. Yeah, no, this is... Yeah. How is this? Shirt this off. has to be like a ladder, like a ladder Rocky montage. Like, right? Right around Rocky 5. <laughs> right where it should be. It's but like no. perfect to where it falls. But no, it's the theme song to Perfect Strangers. Strangers. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was Perfect Strangers. I remember watching that show and laughing like it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. And uh, yeah. I now remember going and watching that, re- not rel- not super recently, mm-hmm. but recent enough to go, oh, does, that was uh, not good. Does it, it doesn't hold up? I know. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that show holding up well at all. <laughs> I'm curious to go back and watch now, though, because I do remember enjoying it as a kid, and I yeah. think it was obviously... Uh, the it's the weird voice the from, one, the, yeah, from yeah. the foreign guy we the, just made fun of the, yeah. for five years. 
Yeah, it was definitely his performance that went a long way yeah. on yeah. that show. Yeah. Uh, but it was your classic, like, straight man, opposite, wacky, silly guy comedy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, like the odd couple. It's, yeah. It was basically the yeah, odd yeah, couple. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. what it was. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, Balky was the character's name. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. God, dude, I haven't thought about this you know show the one I in remember, God knows how long. You know the one, the one I remember the most is a bowling one. A, bo- a bowling a, episode? Yeah, a bowling episode where they, he did, like, a... Uh, he did, got a spare that was one of those like nearly impossible. Oh, spares. like a seven ten split. Yeah, he got a seven ten split, and I that's all I remember. <laughs> Timler said that that had to be a Trey Parker Matt Stone song. <laughs> <laughs> it does have that though. It do, it definitely has that. We're gonna need a montage. Ex- Excel said, "I wish I had Frankie Munoz's memory when talking about this show." <laughs> wow, it must have been really offensive, and I just don't remember it. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't. It was just dumb. I, but I remember, like you said, I remember loving it as a kid. Yeah, I, I, I remember my ass watching this show as a wee lad. Uh, can't tell you anything about it, but I remember I fucking loved it as a kid. All right, next up. I don't even think this was written for the show. I think they just used it. No. It's, yeah, yeah. No? Wait. I don't know if I remember what show this from. Yes, you do. You might not. It's in, I don't know. Oh, clearly it's Smallville. Yes, clearly. Yes, clearly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely. You nailed it, Ron. <laughs> Oddly enough, it's the theme to the arrow. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> and Supergirl. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's it's Scrubs. Scrubs, yeah. Oh, I barely watched that show. Yeah, I, you know what? Which I, I know is a travesty. No, I, dude. I look. I know people rave about how great Scrubs is. And look, Scrubs for for better or worse is is funny when it's on. Like when I have nothing else to watch, I, I can watch Scrubs, and, and they it's got some highlights. And I will say, and this I think actually goes to the theme song because I don't think that this theme song was written for the show. Yeah, but. Whoever does the music selection to be in the show, created oh, for the show, yeah. it is fucking spot on. Like I have, I have discovered some of my favorite songs of all time because they've shown yeah. up in a fucking Scrubs yeah, episode. The, the like, Scrubs soundtrack is is phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. Uh, okay, next up, I think we're going back to the how did it, late eighties, early nineties. I want to say maybe it's got to be nineties. This okay. has to be nineties. All right. Definitely 90s. I mean, that's Paul Abdul, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. And if you're wondering, what show is that? It's in the... T- it's, they're singing it right now. Giving it away, guys. Giving it away. Taking out all the guesswork. <laughs> ah, nice. I didn't hear it. Sister, sister. Sister, sister, oh, baby. never saw that. Uh, yeah. It was uh, Tia and Tamara? Tia and Tamara. Yeah. Oh, cool. With the... Uh, Playing twins that get separated uh, at birth and they get reunited later in life as teens. And yep. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, <laughs> Excel said, hated this show. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is another one that I don't remember a lot about. Yeah, I, I don't uh, either. I, I know that I've watched it, but I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I think all I can tell you is that there was a point in my life where uh, I looked like Roger from Sister Sister. <laughs> so. I don't know if that's. Uh, that is not a compliment, Ron. No, at all. That's, that's not, uh, that is that uh, is not a, just, that is not a good thing. I don't that's just look, some self hate. I don't look back on those memories fondly. And if I were to show you a picture, you'd be like, "Yeah, no, you should absolutely have a Frankie Muniz with that one, and not <laughs> not, uh, not a terrible that motorist. At all. Yeah. Uh, Exhale said, "I had too much hair on my face to watch this." <laughs> 
This was one of those, I mean, it's definitely, it still falls in the sitcom category. I think yeah. it was definitely marketed more for a younger audience, but it still had the the overall family sitcom vibes sure. going on. Sure, so. and it looked, that theme song kind of kicks ass. Yeah. It's a pretty, you know. It legitimately does. Yeah, you, you got to dance. I could see Paul Abdul dancing in that video. <laughs> you can, right? Literally. You can. Just with a, a cartoon. With a, with a cartoon <laughs> cartoon wolf. Smoking. <laughs> it's, it's an animated her from... Uh, <laughs> From her American Idol days. Excel says, Mike, I find your affirmative action playlist disturbing. <laughs> you look, Derek already said. I, dude, it's, it's facts. It is facts that Mike has spent his entire life wishing he was a part of a black family. Even if it was just a television black family. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had hopes. I had dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Moving from black families to black and white families. Bob. Stab your mom. <laughs> this is a classic. It is a classic. And I don't think they can uh, get mad at you for this being on here either, because uh, isn't it old enough? I, the song on. itself? Okay, okay, okay. I mean, we can on. talk over hold it, on. so it doesn't we gotta, matter. We got to talk about that, for, that Ooh, shit oh, for a second. Okay, okay. I was listening to this last night, and they rhyme. To, I was like... Talk about stretching a word to rhyme with another word. <laughs> they really are a scream to rhyme with mausoleum? Get the fuck out of here right now. Some lazy-ass writing right there. I had no idea that was even a line. I didn't either. I was listening to it last night when I was doing it, and I was like, did he just say scream? Yeah. Scream? Look, I, I'm going to be real honest. I don't think I've known past the first like two lines of this song. Just they're like, creepy and they're kooky? Yeah, I had no idea there was more. I didn't know there was like a second verse to this track. Yeah, I honestly didn't either. Yeah, it's just it's like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Just use a different word than mausoleum. I had an age-appropriate crush on Christina Ricci, though. Uh, I still have an age-appropriate yeah, crush absolutely. on Christina Ricci. Yeah, absolutely. As well you should. Uh, yeah, no, I, I fucking love her. Uh, she's, she's one of my favorites, actually. All right, moving right along. Oh, yeah. Crazy. All I really learned from this is that none, none of these people know how to harmonize. <laughs> and why is harmony so important to you? Well, I, look, I, again, black I'm just family. Kidding. I'm just yeah. yeah, if they were a black family, it would have been. No, I, I knew. I knew. I knew. Uh, no, Jason so, Lane says burn in hell. The, look, I, you can't deny the, the Brady Bunch theme. Uh, it's, everybody fucking knows the Brady Bunch theme. Yeah. And there's been hundreds of parodies. On the Brady Bunch, like yeah, I, I think the of M all the, the MCU did one. Didn't MCU it? did one, yeah. I think of all the theme songs. I think this is probably the most parodied one uh, of of all of them. <laughs> I, I think for sure. Um, Excels as I had an age appropriate crush on <laughs> Betty White. Oh, age inappropriate crush on Betty White. I think any time is an appropriate yeah, time to have a crush on Betty White. No, I think every time is the appropriate time yeah, to have a yeah, crush on Betty White. Yeah. She's the best, and age makes no difference when it comes to her. <laughs> Nobody else, maybe, but her. So I never watched the Brady Bunch. It was it was never a show I Honestly, was into. Honestly, I've never seen it either. Uh, I've, I've however, seen episodes. However, the Brady Bunch movie. God. Mwah, Marsha, fucking gold, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I, honestly, gold. I don't even think I've seen all of that. I think I've seen part. Oh, really? Of that movie. And uh, I, it is. I find it really dumb. My Which dad the, watched all the of movie? this shit. Yeah, the part of the movie that I saw, all I remember is uh, Rufio tries to steal a car, 
and he says, this is a car jack, and then the, whichever Brady is in the car is like, oh, no, this is a car, but my name's not Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Fuck you. <laughs> are, are you fucking kidding me? No. Dude, I, okay, look, I, I think you're... Look, I they think, live in a different time period. No, they I don't think, understand regular language. But, I'm not getting but, it. But it takes place in the present. It, it does. Yeah, but they it are, d- they're not in the present. It does, and the idea... Look, the, the Brady Bunch movie is essentially a parody of the Brady Bunch. Like, that's... It, it is meant no, to be overly they ridiculous. They made a sequel. They sure the fuck did. No. A very Brady sequel, and it was great. It's one of my favorite Rob Lowe performances. This is so weird how you guys are. <laughs> yeah. Derek, Jason Lance is Derek, not you too. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I love the Brady Bunch movie. I, the show can go fuck itself. Wow. But the Brady Bunch wow. movie is fantastic. Uh, fuck the source material. That's right. That's All right. right. I mean, it was pretty. That was pretty crazy back in those days. A uh, family getting together with kids who weren't quite related. Yeah, yeah. none of well, them were trying to fuck each other. I, well, I mean, that we know whoa, of. Whoa, 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 that we whoa. know of. Whoa, whoa, time out. Major threat in the very Brady sequel. Not to spoil it for you. Marsha and the other one. They get it on. There's there's Let's some, there's some fucking on. that goes on. Yep. So also not, flying in the face of the original. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's your stepsister. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, Greg. That's who it is. Oh, yeah, it's a classic, oh, apparently written by uh, Alan Thicke. This makes me feel like a liberated white woman. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow, so you're going you're gonna to keep all your kids homeschooled and not vaccinate them? Yeah. Is that what you're saying, Mike? I think that's pretty clear. Well, first off, I'm not going to have kids, so problem <laughs> solves. Um... So, uh, interesting little factoid about this. When I was looking these songs up last night, I stumbled upon a 30-minute video that played the opening song and credits to every season of Facts of Life back-to-back. So, I listened to this song for 30 minutes straight on a loop uh, and found out some very interesting shit because I now, as an adult, realize that when I was a child and and was exposed to the, uh, the Facts of Life, it was much later in the show, like much later. When this show started, they were like, I had no idea that they went to an all-girls school. And uh, like Molly Ringwald was in the first couple seasons, like a what? tiny Molly Ringwald. Wow. They had way more cast. Like there was many more girls in the original uh, couple seasons. And then like after like three or four, it got narrowed down to like that final four that pretty much lasted most of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, it was insane. I learned so much just from. I went down this weird rabbit hole of watching the opening <laughs> credits, trying to figure out who was still in the cast and who wasn't. Yeah, that's funny. And then I had the facts of life stuck in my head for uh, the rest of the night. But honestly, I don't really remember too much about the show. Um, I, this is a, again, this is a show I I never watched. I apparently here's George Clooney was in it. Oh fuck, really? Wait, is uh, wow, is that the okay? Am I getting confused? What's the one with Nell? Uh, I, I maybe know. I'm remembering a wrong sitcom. See, that's the problem. I think I'm remembering something uh, else. Yeah, I my thing. I know a lot of these themes. I, just because I the musical, it's hard to escape a lot of these theme songs. But actual sitcoms are just not my thing. There, it's a very rare collection of sitcoms that I actually enjoy watching. Most of them, just that formula, it just doesn't grab me. I just don't care for them very much. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Tim give me said, a break. That's what she was talking about, Davina. Yeah, Davina, give me a break. I love that movie. I love that show. I loved it so much. Wow. Wow. Uh, Tim Lerner said it was that uh, it was a uh, spinoff from Different Strokes. 
the, oh, the facts of life. The facts of which life. Which would explain that's right. because in the very first the, the very first episode opening credits, it had those the four actors or whatever from different strokes listed as guest stars, and I was like. Oh shit! I didn't know they did a crossover. They didn't. Apparently, it was just spin. It was spun off from that. Yeah, so, yeah. Did not know that. Fascinating stuff. Uh, God damn it, Jason. What? Oh God, Jason, you deserve <laughs> to be. Do, should, do, do I do I dignify this by reading it? No. I mean, look, you already. Uh, God damn it! Now Why we not? have to read it. Now we have to. Uh, so, Jason Lane says they made a show about the transfer of electronic messages via paper. That show, the facts of life. Uh, send your emails to Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. I hate you guys. Wait, look, it's never going to get better, guys. I'm sorry. This is this is the level. Oh, you know how we, it could get better if you, you all stop using puns. Nope. You, know, you know what kind nope. of you know what kind of business is going on right now? One might call it monkey business. Oh yeah. I mean, spelled obviously different monkeys. But yes. <laughs> yes. It's a classic. We have an episode on my podcast about the monkeys. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Our they're, friend, they're amazing. Yeah, it's great. There's Tim Powers a, did a, a thing about it, about them being the nerd goat for, for their team. And he oh. mentioned that at one point they take on Satan and they do have superpowers. They, they make their, their instruments to uh, appear out of nowhere all the time. It's a fun, it's a fun yeah, show. I, I read somewhere, and this was years back, uh, I read somewhere in an article that the monkeys had actually, I think, sold... They either sold more albums or something, but they, they something music related that you would never have guessed was they actually outperformed the Beatles. Oh shit, really? Yeah, and it was like for what? a short period of time. Yeah. So wow. it like, it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jason, this is monkeys business. Yes. Good. Let let the hate flow. That's how they would get me on the dark side of the force. They'd just start doing puns to me and then I'd murder everybody. Oh, wow. All right. Moving right along. Your puns offend me. Classic. This, yeah, th- yeah, it's like you immediately know yeah. what yeah. is happening uh, automatically. Yeah. And how how fucking strong of a tune do you have where your theme song is a goddamn whistle? <laughs> no that lyrics. is just mm, yeah. mm. <laughs> no lyrics at all. <laughs> that is fire. Uh, I would like to point out in trying to search for this, the first video that popped up was a parrot whistling the, th- <laughs> <laughs> the theme, and I was like, I I I appreciate you, but I can't use you. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, again, I don't, I know I've seen episodes of the Andy Griffith show. Cause I feel like that played around the same time when, uh, Gilligan's Island and I love Lucy would come yeah. on. I feel like yeah. that was in that same block of sitcom yeah. uh, reruns, but I don't, I just remember Don Knotts being silly, but Don what? Knotts is basically silly and everything. Yeah. Uh, and what's funny is that I actually had the three's company theme on here, which was, was what was supposed to play. And then it had an error, and it skipped it and went but, to the Andy Griffith theme. You know, the craziest part is that... Both have Don Knotts. You know, Don Knotts was uh, 97 in the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> I believe it. Let's get, well, because uh, he Benjamin buttoned it, I think. Yeah, Seriously. I, I think so, too. I, I think so, too. He's, he's a baby now. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why we don't see him anymore. Yeah, that's right. It's not that he died. He just, yeah, he's, 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 a sw- he's a small child. He's an infant. He's back in the womb, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> but whose womb? <laughs> wow. 
Ah, uh, man. <laughs> Anyways. Look, yeah, there's probably someone out there who would volunteer. Yep. Saying. Yep. Some get, weird, get weird, in weird me, people Don in this world. Uh, all right. Next up. Look, if you don't know, it'll what? say it very shortly. Oh, okay. This is great. I used to love this show. Ooh. This theme song is pretty creepy, though. There you go. Oh. Okay. Charles in charge. Charles in charge. All right. Scott Bayo. All right. In charge of our days and our nights. Yeah. yeah. With the whole. That does sound like a trap. When you listen to the lyrics of that song, you're like, clearly this person wants to fuck Scott Bayo. <laughs> But he's, I mean, look, who didn't at that time? But he's uh, supposed to be the babysitter. Like, he's just watching them like a live-in nanny, right? Like a manny. Um, yeah, this is a show I never watched. I, I, I have never I don't seen think this. I, ever, I, I don't think I ever saw it. I love I Now, I so definitely I saw it later in the show, because when I was looking up the, uh, the theme song, there's like, there's like a version of that opening theme that's like on lithium, and it looks like it's from like the beginnings of the show, mm. like early on where they had some different characters. I definitely saw it later on. Um, but I enjoyed it. I mean... I didn't know Scott Bale was going to become like hardcore Trump supporting Republican, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I enjoyed him then, I guess. Before the turn, <laughs> and they had like a really dumb it's character, like Dennis named... Miller, when he was, yeah. <laughs> there was a, his sidekick was Buddy, okay. and he was like just a just an idiot. Yeah, uh, and I remember <laughs> there was one of the. His, he had like a get rich quick scheme he was trying to come up with, and he's like, "I've got a great idea. It's portable water." You just add water, and you're just like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but as a child, I found it hilarious. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Next up. Alyssa Milano is Bay. <laughs> Milano? No, I think. Alyssa Milano, that's a different person altogether. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right, next up. <laughs> This is definitely, yeah. And I like the show, too. I think. Uh, oh, surprisingly, of all my hate for sitcoms, I fucking love Cheers. Yeah. You, you can't hate Cheers. You dude. really can't. I, Cheers it is, is some of the yeah. strongest sitcom writing it, in the history 100%, of television. 100%. It's, I, to me, especially as somebody who doesn't care for sitcoms, it, it's like Cheers, Frasier, and then fucking every other sitcom. I, the, the, it just everything about the show functions on such a high level from performances to writing to acting to heartfelt moments to funny moments. Like, it is just, Cheers yeah. is they just tackle fucking. tackle a lot of serious yeah. stuff, too. Like, it was, it's just a great show. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Beckett says, Cheers didn't age well, in my opinion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, look, I mean, everyone... I haven't uh, watched it for a long sees time. things so. differently, so like, yeah. I, I respect that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, I personally think that it does, along with Frasier. I, I watch both of them uh, when I have nothing else to watch, because I feel like they're, they're very rewatchable. But, uh, yeah, to each, to each his own. Yeah. And look, it's a rocking theme song. It is. It, it very much is. Next up. Yeah. Who who knew? Who knew that he he would he would grow to oh, be these keys. just just beloved. Beloved by all. <laughs> it's one of those uh, like we did, we talked child actors. He's one of those child yeah, actors who he certainly is. Has succeeded very well. Yeah. Yeah. Old uh, Doogie, uh, Doogie Hauser. Hauser, right? Yep. Yep. 
Uh, Jason Lane, no, I did list. I did. I almost did the Mash theme song, uh, but then I didn't. <laughs> so, so go fuck yourself. I did. I reached a point where I just had too many theme songs. Like, there's, I had 23 of them in total, and I knew we wouldn't have time. Even right now, we got to rush to get through these last four or five. Um, but yeah, Do- Doogie Hauser, I don't. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I did watch some of it. Um, it probably helped that there was a younger lead to the show. You know, as seeing as I was a kid at the time, um, although I was definitely, I knew I was too dumb to be a doctor, nor did I want to be. But yes. uh, No, I, I remember watching this show. I was like I his, was, I was his, side, his sidekick, his, his buddy. His buddy. Doug. Doug. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think, oh, this one, this one should ring true with everybody, I think. Ah, yes. Wait, it's the best part. It's the best part. It's the best part of the whole song right there. It's all of it. There was, uh, like, all these shows had, like, full versions of the song. Yeah. And I was, like, I was rocking out. Because all I see. I fucking love this theme song, dude. Oh, yeah. How could you not, man? Yep, here we go. This fun fact. Wow. Oh God. Guess somebody doesn't like good music. Jesus. Jeez. (laughs) You fucking hate the show. That theme song is kick ass, man. Christ. Uh, Fun fact. That's a white guy. Yeah. Well, again, we've already established it was a black family written by white people, so (laughs) it makes sense. It it just every I thought for sure this was like a. Uh, like an old jazz dude, like an old jazz black musician that came in to, to lay down this track and then to I find out it's just some old white dude. I don't know why you would think, because like he definitely has that uh, like almost like Richard Marks quality to his voice. A little bit. It just has, it's just got soul, man. <laughs> I mean, it does. It's got soul. He does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up. Uh, I, I could not. Yeah, we, not we just. This. Yeah, and unfortunately, we don't have enough time to, to do the whole rap. No. Uh, also, especially the extended version. The extended version where it's like an entire fucking song. That's where this was taken from, by the way. I had to like I stop oh, you it. You cut it down? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, yeah, I only yeah. use about 20 to 30 I, seconds. I saw one on. of my friends did the full version karaoke one time, and it was like the first time I'd ever heard the whole track. And I was like, there are way too many words for this theme song. <laughs> uh, XL, you are absolutely right. If Michael McDonald can do it, fucking anybody can. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that is a white guy with a black soul, 100%. But I will say, Fresh Prince, uh, I thought was a great show, aside from just having a great intro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Very funny. Again, having tackling really silly stuff, tackling really serious stuff. Yeah, really serious stuff sometimes. You know, seriously. Jeez. It was yeah. just very well written, well performed. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah it, look, it gave us the Will Smith, and he's been Will Smithing ever since. Yes. <laughs> All right, now this one, love it or hate it. Full house, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I know that this show has a rabid fucking fan base. I am not one of those people. Nope, not me. Um, not me. I don't think it's bad. I just, I've never really Same. gotten into it. I, the, sh- the few episodes that I've seen, they're funny. Yeah, they are. Um, and this is this this is the example that I this this song was not written for no. the show. It was on 
the Rembrandt's album. Um, but I think that the popularity of the show led to the popularity of that song. Song, yeah, as a absolutely. Hit because and it's it's because, ext- and if you disagree with me, tell me another song they've done. Yeah, right. <laughs> no Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like this song is entirely tied to Friends. Like there is no. You, you can't separate either one. Nope. They're, they're 100% tied in. I don't care for this show. Uh, my girlfriend absolutely loves it. I, to me, I, it's whatever. Uh, it, it has some funny moments. And I will say this. <laughs> God damn it, Jason. Uh, uh, I was looking at Tim's The Whitey McWhitertons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, this show has uh, some, some, a lot like Scrubs. Uh, yeah. The music in this show, like I, I had yeah. the friend soundtrack at one point. The music in this show is so beautifully '90s. Like it's it's just this great collection of alternative '90s music that is absolutely like tote the wet sprocket. Like it's just it's really really solid. So yeah, yeah. yeah Friends is. Uh, st- I think my uh, girlfriend was telling me it's it's making a comeback. Wait, what? Like, I don't know if it's like hipsters or whatever, of just like discovering the show. And now oh, it's, Jesus. it's giving having this big resurgence. I, look, to be fair, that show is fucking always on. There is never a point where you can't just go on to any, any channel and find friends somewhere. Like that show, that syndication for that show yeah. has insurmountable look, repeats. And strictly speaking, just based on Queen Latifah's comments, just, just watch Living Single instead. It's basically the same show. <laughs> I mean, if you can find it. Uh, uh, fun fact. My girlfriend found it on Hulu. Woo, shit. When I, when I looked up the living single thing, she was like, oh, shit, I haven't watched this in forever. I must find it. And then short, a short bit later, she was like, uh, it's on Hulu. <laughs> we start tonight. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've watched all of Friends because I had a girlfriend who forced me to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did laugh at many of the situations. Um, not all of them, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I look, mean, I, it's, there's... Thou- it's a bazillion episodes yeah so. yeah yeah and there there are there are absolutely some highlights there's some uh, i think chandler and joey are probably the two strongest characters on the show um and and there are some episodes that i absolutely remember and i'll, I'll pretty much always remember but as a whole i i could go without ever watching friends I, i'm fine with it it's <laughs> yeah Jason says, friends let's watch these beautiful white people with no troubles try to get through life <laughs> Right, don't they? Because they live in New York, right? Yeah, no, they they, like, they live in New York. They all have apartments. None yeah. of them have jobs. Uh, I, like I don't know well, what. That's not them. true. Joey's a he's an aspiring actor. <laughs> he's got all yeah. the cash. And I'm pretty sure uh, that Chandler works in an ad agency. D- does he though? I I've never been clear what any of them. He actually went and did do. some job. I, all I know is that. Uh, was it Ross is a paleontologist or something like that? Yes, I think Ross a, is a paleontologist. And he's a professor. He's a professor, he? right? Yeah, and he's then a professor, yeah. Monica has a new job every episode, and then Rachel is just hot, and then Joey, What's your name is homeless then, for sure. And then Phoebe's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe is absolutely homeless. A hundred percent. Which look, hey, people make a good living begging for change. Yeah. When they look crazy. That's probably <laughs> Singing Smelly Cat or whatever the fuck she does out there. <laughs> fuck. Exhale said he's still an aspiring actor. <laughs> you, remember, you remember when they fuck. tried to spin that uh, shit off? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they, he have like the LeBlanc show or no, something it was called, like that? It was called Joey. I it think. was called Joey. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And it, I think it lasted one season. Yeah. Frazier, yeah. he was not. <laughs> no. Okay, guys. Final, final song of the night. Uh, I, I had to end with this one. So um, are you ready? 
God damn it, Mike. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just... That is the funniest thing I've ever seen happen. <laughs> on this bitch. show, that you is the funniest thing bitch. that I've ever seen. He literally rickrolled me on a sitcom show. <laughs> it was so good. This was that was so good. Please don't play another song. That's it. No, I, I have to. I okay. have to. Oh, fair, enough, wow. fair enough. I have to play the real one. Whatever happened to Oh yeah. Yeah. You might recognize this voice. Yeah. Weird. It's you, right? Yeah, no, it's totally me. Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure it's the same it white is. slash black guy that sang the Family Matters theme. Oh, this is a good song. Yeah. Honestly, the most of the, the TGIF shows had like just super strong yeah. intros. Um, I, I went back and rewatched the step-by-step intro to see if that was worth playing. It wasn't. Um, but I think it's the same guy. Yeah, I that, think he that did wrote and performed. It's, it's all like these... the same white guy that did like five of those shows. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, dude, the the Full House and uh, the Family Matters one. I, those are still two of my favorite sitcom theme songs uh, to date, I, and they're they're great. They're absolutely great. I love them. Yeah, and look I, again, guys. I there <laughs> there were a ton more. Yeah, I there's, had to, there's too I had many. I had to stop dude. myself. It was getting close to midnight, and I was like. I fucking, I've been doing nothing for the past few hours but looking up these theme songs, and I, I just had to finally walk away yeah. <laughs> and stop. Yeah. I'd have kept going. There are so many good ones. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, that's why I limited it. So next time we do this, uh, we'll cover like the, the hour-long like, dramas and stuff like that. So things like... Do, 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 do. <laughs> no? Bong, sure. bong. Yeah! <laughs> Ron knows. I do. We don't, yes. You don't even need to play them. We'll just we'll just sing them. Ron and I just we'll do an acapella. <laughs> Sounds perfect. No, no. Uh, Jason Lane. No, Beverly Hillbillies probably would have been appropriate to end with. With y'all come back now, you hear? But no. Yeah. Um, I I listened to it. I I was like, uh, no, this isn't this isn't jazzy. I can't white man dance to it. Yeah. So instead, it didn't it didn't meet the criteria. <clears throat> Although oddly, I should be able to because it's a it's like hillbilly country music, but yep. didn't didn't work for me. I understand. I understand you like the more more black style music. Yeah. Even even when it's even when it's white guys. Even when it's a white guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, guys, thank you all for hanging out with us and uh, taking this trip down memory lane. because uh, I did. Like part of going through this, I was just like fucking remembering all these shows that I haven't seen in forever yeah. and kind of would like to go back and at least see if they were worth anything. Yeah, right. You know, Maybe and, we should pick one and like do a review. We could. We'd have to try to make it something that's easy to get a hold of. Yeah. Not yeah, like some of them are, yeah, some of them are a little tough to find. Uh, yeah. But uh, hey, good news, guys. Cheers and Frasier are all on Netflix. So that is true. There you go. That is true. And hey, Living Single is on Hulu. So, <laughs> so take your pick. Take whichever one you want. Oh, great. Uh, Friends is always on. Seinfeld is always on. <laughs> yep. That's true. Um, What's Night Court's thing? Did you, I don't know. I, did, lo- I did look up Night Court, but Night Court was. Um, I, I, it doesn't have lyrics. It's yeah, just kind of like a. Yeah, it's It's really yeah. good. It was good, but it was just, like I said, I, I didn't have room for more. Yeah, so, fair enough. As yeah. it is, we've already gone over. So, yeah. um, anyway, guys, 
Again, please make sure to head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Jack of All Nerd Show. You know, uh, subscribe. Check out all our other content. Again, we have a new Cinema Saga episode where we uh, reviewed and discussed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trilogy from 1990, 91, and 93. Mm -hmm. Those three films, uh, new episode of Scrubbed, the Oscar debate show with Mr. Derek Murray yep. and Matt Avila. And uh, if you head on over to Patreon and you want to support the show, help us out, help us, help you, help us. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to support us close. on Patreon, you can do that for as little as a dollar a month, and you get early access to much of our extra content, aside from the stuff that we do here just with the live stream. Uh, and so right now, uh, all our supporters got early access to the next episode of Midnight Society, and that is my recap and review show for Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's the third episode. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. Um, Sweet. Yeah, and then head over to our website, Jack of All Nerds Show. Check out all, all that stuff as well as our comic strip and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Ron, what do you got? Well, as always, uh, you can check me out on Nerd Goat. Um, it's my podcast. It's really good. Uh, we we uh, also are doing a thing at Los Angeles Comic Con with Billy Business uh, where we're going to start recording a new podcast. And the first one's going to be live on a panel. And uh, basically, the idea of the podcast is we reboot shit that is like, uh, we have to come up with a way to reboot things that is like super hard to reboot and do well because, you know, rebooting, rebooting things is always a nightmare. Uh, and the first one we're going to do is Batman. How do you reboot Batman and actually make it good? Right. So uh, if you're at LA Comic Con, just, come just check me out. Just in here, Ron. Jared Leto. You're welcome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As Batman. <laughs> As, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Obviously. But yeah, that's the basic idea. We come up with uh, the the plot idea, what who we would cast, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're all hilarious. So check that out. And humble. Yeah. Uh, Derek, do you have anything? Um, not right now, but uh, I will let you know. I have some stuff cooking in October, but I feel like that's that's a little too far down the road. So yeah, yeah me speaking too. Speaking of October, uh, we're nearly there, guys. Ooh, Pumpkin can, spice time. Can wait. Get Can wait. Get yourselves ready because spam has pumpkin spice spam, and we're going to try to get some. Are you serious? Uh, yep. Yes. I mean, yep. I'll try it. It's supposed to be released uh, at the end of September. So hmm. I'm going to try to secure a can, and I detest spam. So this mm -hmm. should be fun. It should be a fun month. Oh, I'm okay with spam. Um, I'm white trash. So <laughs> that's how I grew up. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, thank you again for tuning in. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale. A, a tale, tale of, of a faithful I hate both of you. I quit. This is it. I'm done. I'm done. This is my last episode ever. Fuck you guys.